Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Ladies, Dr. Fiona Lovely here. This is the Not Your Mother's Menopause Making Hormones Make Sense podcast. And how's everybody doing? I know it's been a while. I've got this um, topic's been in my mind for a number of months now. It's a it's a big topic I want to discuss with you uh, today, and and um, I had to just get it just right so that. Uh, There's good information here, but I'm not overwhelming you. So I am going to be discussing autoimmune disease. And um, because this is a real issue for women far more than it has ever been. And um, so here we go. So why now? Why am I discussing this now? Well, I have mentioned it uh, in other podcasts sort of in passing. But the truth is, this is a topic that really deserves its own podcast because uh, we're seeing autoimmune diseases and disorders show up uh, now like in unprecedented numbers like we've never seen before. And you know, it began a few years ago when I was really starting to see an increase in thyroid diagnoses, um, in particular Hashimoto's thyroiditis, seeing tons of that and wondering why all of a sudden is this becoming a thing. And then uh, not long after that, it was the gut issues. I was seeing more and more of, you know, the dysbiosis, the uh, irritable bowel, the celiac, um, the gluten intolerance. I was just seeing more and more of that and in women in particular. And so um, that always makes me go to the books and say, what what's going on here? So let's dive in. Let's talk about autoimmune disease. So what is autoimmune? Well, it's the body attacking its own proteins, essentially. And um, it is an issue of the immune system. Although this can be really confusing because it can manifest in several different organ systems. And so for you and your doctor, depending on how well educated they are about the emerging symptoms of autoimmune disorders, they may be referring you to the specialist that is associated with whichever system is manifesting the problem. For example, if you're having gut symptoms, then they'll send you to a gastroenterologist. Or if you're having joint symptoms, they send you to a rheumatologist. But in fact, are you addressing the core issue here? We are going to untangle that a little bit. So there's approximately 120 known diseases called autoimmune uh, disorder. Um, It's things like rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, celiac disease, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, Graves' disease, which is a problem of the thyroid, Addison's disease, which is a problem of the adrenal glands, Hashimoto's thyroiditis or Hashis and this is the big one for me when I really started to see an explosion of women with this particular diagnosis. Uh, Type 1 diabetes, psoriasis and scleroderma um, 
lupus, of course, I think I mentioned that one already. Those those are some of the, the biggies that we hear a lot about. And so what happens with an autoimmune disorder is that you have like, you, you have the flare-ups and remissionary periods. So it is possible to go into remission with them. You just have to know how to manage um, this disorder once it's there. We don't fully know why or where or when the um, the triggers for autoimmune are, why it shows up or who it shows up in, but we do know that there are a confluence of factors that um, have to be present in order for someone to have an autoimmune disorder. So what's really interesting is that 80% of diagnosed autoimmune disorders are in women, 80%. And 10% of the population approximately has some kind of autoimmune disorder, although I will say that's grossly underreported because the symptoms are confusing even to our physicians. So you may be diagnosed with a gut disorder, but nobody's linking it to an autoimmune problem. And for most people with autoimmune, I'll say women because it's 80%, it takes six to 10 years on average to get a diagnosis. Like that's how confusing these symptoms are. They can be for someone that is not educated in uh, autoimmune disorders. So there are three known mechanisms that are required for autoimmune disease or disorder to emerge. Number one is genetics. You have to have the predisposition in your genes for uh, any one of these autoimmune disorders. You have to have leaky gut. Now, we've talked about leaky gut lots and lots in this podcast, otherwise called an intestinal permeability. And you have to have a stressful or triggering event. Okay, so genetics have to be present. You have to have dysbiosis, leaky gut, and you have to have a triggering or stressful event, okay? So as a clinician, I look at those three things and I go, oh my God, that's all of us. So this can be the, the, the sleeping giant, okay? So let's talk about this a little bit. So what causes leaky gut? Well, it's stress, it's traumatic brain injury, like concussion, um, we are learning so much about concussion and what concussion can do to the brain and the body. And this is just another piece to the autoimmune. Uh, chronic hidden infections. So what happens is certain infections can create a biofilm. And that biofilm is uh, hides the infection from the immune system. So the immune system can't go after it. And these are actually really, really common. Um, sometimes associated with mouth or gut but um, sometimes difficult to detect. Gluten exposure causes leaky gut in literally everybody, okay? It's just some people are more susceptible to, the, to what um, uh, the gluten in the bloodstream ends up doing, okay? Uh, chronic non-steroidal anti-inflammatory use. So this is your common pain relief medication that you reach for when you have a headache or a backache or menstrual cramps, all right? So I don't want to mention it by um, by name, but it's your NSAIDs, your non-steroidal anti-inflammatories uh, like um, ibuprofen and naproxen, okay, are in that class. Chemical exposure, specifically glyphosate or Roundup will cause leaky gut and poor microbiome health will also cause it. What's really interesting is what makes up that, that third piece of the three known mechanisms for autoimmune is the stressful or triggering event. And it has a lot of similarities to the same that causes uh, leaky gut. So it's a trauma, 
It is a traumatic brain injury. It could potentially be a food allergy. Uh, can be chemical exposures and or toxic relationships. But it can also be something like a car accident or, heaven forbid, a mugging or a break-in or something like that. All of those things can be the third piece for the uh, emergence of autoimmune disorders and disease. So there are further contributing factors to autoimmunity, and they are uh, hormone imbalance, uh, exposure to radio frequency and uh, EMFs, uh, and that whole 5G network thing, those very much affect our bodies, um, our Wi-Fi networks and, and whatever is emerging from our cell phones and our Bluetooth devices, etc. All of those things do have a bio um, response. So if you want to know more about that, you can Google that and you'd be able to get tons of information online about that. Food quality contributes to autoimmune mold and biotoxins okay lots of us have exposure to mold and other things like uh, silica or asbestos in our workplace even in our homes we have chemicals in beauty and body care products and also chemicals in the work and home environment so all of those things can contribute to the emergence of autoimmunity so we consider autoimmune disease to be a, I hesitate to call it a lifestyle disease. It's more of a disease based on our lifestyle choices, okay? So if genetics is present, there's not much we can do about that except keep the environment sound. And should you want to know more about that, I do have podcast on, I do have a podcast on epigenetics or the environment that surrounds the genes, which is the uh, either the reason it stays dormant or it gets turned on. So it's one of those things that you really want to know about. And that's essentially what I'm talking about in this podcast is how you can control autoimmune disorder by actually um, taking a look at the epi- epigene or the, the environment, the stuff around the gene that um, is the thing you can control. So back to the lifestyle, we, we can't really call autoimmune a lifestyle disease. It's more of a disease of choices because it can make all the difference. Our choices make all the difference in whether or not we manifest um, what's in our genes. So let's say you've had a triggering event You didn't know it, but you had leaky gut, and you've got the genes. So what's your power? First thing I want to tell you is autoimmune disease and disorder is not a lack of prescription medications, okay? So that is not the fix for that, okay, for autoimmune. Prescriptions, pills, injections, infusions are not... The way you go into remission. You go, it's just managing symptoms. That's all they're doing. What you need to do is go to the core and fix the choices, the decisions that we make that will put your autoimmune into uh, remission. So here are the categories, and I want you to think of them like levers, okay? So should you be showing the signs of autoimmune? Okay, this is close to my heart right now, by the way, ladies, because I just recently found out that my uh, my genes, in my genes, I have both uh, genes for celiac disease. 
So I'm really studying right now how to make sure, as someone who has a gluten sensitivity, and that was triggered by a stressful event. The stressful event, by the way, was taking an antibiotic several years ago for a bladder infection that caused my gut to go leaky. Um, there's research on that particular medication now, but uh, I've been able to figure that far out. Um, this was probably close to 10 years ago now. But it took about two years after that stressful event for the symptoms of the autoimmune to really become loud enough for me to understand that something was broken and I needed help. So, uh, but I had to tease this all apart myself. You really need to work with somebody that understands functional medicine and the cause of the symptoms, not just how do we manage the symptoms. We want to know where the symptoms are coming from so that we can correct the factors that contribute to the expression of these of these genes and the autoimmunity. Okay, so back to the levers. So here are the levers that you can pull um, if you need to put yourself into remission if you're having a flare-up. So food quality, number one. I've talked to you about taking uh, gluten and grains out of the diet. Uh, this one would include dairy-free as well because those, uh, those two things, grains and dairy, tend to be triggers for autoimmunity. And there may be other things too, okay? It may be the nightshades. It may be sugar. Everybody's a little bit different about that one. So again, you just really need to work with a practitioner that can help you with that. Stress management. If I have said it once, I have said it a thousand times in, in these episodes, um, mostly because I love you so much, I want you to know that you have the control on stress. And it does make a difference. The thing is, it's never going away. It's always going to be around us. It's part of the world we live in. But what we can control is how we respond to it. And there are tools that you can gain there. Okay, sleep hygiene is critical. Make sure you're away from blue lights um, for an hour plus before bedtime. Have a, a regimented bedtime, super important. Um, no cell phone, no devices plugged in in the bedroom. They should be away from the bedroom, darkened room, cool room, all of those things we've talked about. Environmental toxins is a really important one. Um, you can certainly have testing done for that. Uh, molds the biggie, but there's also chemicals that can be sprayed in our homes and work, work environments that can trigger autoimmunity. Relationships, that toxic relations, relationship piece. So, um, you know, look at, look at that and uh, look at your relationships and see if there's some work that can be done there. A home environment, I talked about that already. Gut health goes along with food quality. You want to make sure you have a solid microbiome. You want to make sure you have a diversified microbiome, which means you have multiple strains of the good bacteria in there. Probiotics is part of that. Um, prebiotic fiber is part of that, as well as fermented foods can help with that as well. Now, some fermented foods are triggers for autoimmunity, so you got to be careful with that. Again, work with a functional medicine practitioner. I'm sorry, I can't simplify that one. I know this is getting complicated. <laughs> Anyways, gut health and brain health, make sure you're doing all the things you can to um, assure that those two systems in particular are healthy. And another lever that's really important is look at your capacity for self-love and self-compassion. Because it turns out that those of us that are driver types, type A, controlling the situation types, tend to have more autoimmunity than others. And uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit further along. 
when I get to the what you can do today uh, section and uh, we'll dive a little deeper. Okay, so what can you do right now? I want you to remember a few things. First thing I want you to remember is suffering is optional. The world isn't always kind to the needs of women. Okay, so we really, really need to encourage self-care in each other, encourage compassion and love in each other, and lift another sister up because she may not have the resources or wherewithal that you do. So don't hesitate for a second to lift another sister up. Testing is really, really important when it comes to autoimmunity because it turns out that the antibodies that, that indicate an autoimmune uh, disorder emerging can be measured, get this, 7 to 19 years before the disease shows up. 7 to 19 years. So now you think about all those levers I just mentioned. And what you want to do is, if you see those auto uh, antibodies are in the testing, then you need to work those levers so that the emerging um, autoimmunity never shows up. And you can do that. That's the power of 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 uh, your mind, your thoughts, your words. When it comes to autoimmune, we have the kind of testing now that will allow us to see this coming decades potentially beforehand. Rather than the old paradigm, which says sit and wait, ignore the symptoms, wait until you get a diagnosis, and then you're validated. I'm here to tell you, you are valid now. You do not need a diagnosis to feel heard. Hear the sisters around you. Give somebody your ear and let them know you hear, you heard them, okay? We don't need to have a medical diagnosis to feel heard, and that's not just about autoimmune. Okay, um, so once you know what's, what's brewing in the, uh, the testing, you can manage the levers to wellness. So test your antibodies, test your hormones, test your toxins, test for mold, test for chemicals and hidden infections. Here's the deal. This is expensive testing. I get it. I'm doing my own right now, so I know very much how much this uh, can cost. I hope that with the emerging details of this, there will be better coverage with our insurance policies. But what I will tell you is that it is worth every penny. If you can find the antibodies, then you'll know which system your genetics are going to um, show the expression of autoimmunity around. And you can correct that by pulling those levers. You really have the power. And that's my next point. Manage the levers to control symptoms. Autoimmune is not a lack of uh, prescription drugs, but it is an overactive immune response. And you are the best remedy by making different choices. Fascinating, hey? So I've said it a few times. Get yourself a functional medicine practitioner to help with testing and the levers. And most importantly, in my final point today in this very long podcast that I hope you're still awake for <laughs> is the self-love and self-compassion is lacking for ourselves and for the other women in our lives because here's the thing when that is lacking the self-loathing kicks in big time 
and the higher our expectations for ourselves get. And with that comes the internal negative dialogue and the inner critic. And what that inner critic is teaching you to do is to attack your own tissues. Autoimmunity. So, self-love, self-compassion, giving yourself the kindness you would give your best friend is the answer out of this. Because then you never get into that place where your body is saying, I am... I'm, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not whatever your, your flavor is. You're giving yourself self-love and your body just does so much better with that. And with that, I end this episode with a massive amount of respect and love for you for listening all the way through. Thank you very much. You can contact me on the Facebook page for the podcast, which is at Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast on Facebook. And you can send me a message direct right there. I do uh, lots of Facebook Lives there, and I answer questions there. So should you want to reach out to me, that's the place to do it. With love, sisters. Talk soon. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your healthcare provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you. Thank you.